0: Wouldn't it be amazing if we had a partner who had all the best of us and not the worst of us? And I'm not saying that we can actually get to that beautiful, amazing point. We can and we have to get closer to that with AI.
1: Welcome to the Amplifying Cognition Podcast, formerly the Thriving on Overload Podcast. I am Ross Dawson, a futurist and entrepreneur fascinated by the unlimited potential of the human mind. Each week I speak to incredible people who are working on how we can get to next level thinking, sense making and decision making so we can keep ahead in an accelerating world. My guests share how they amplify their productivity, the success of organizations and the potential of humanity by using an array of technologies including AI, innovative processes and sometimes simple everyday practices. I do this podcast to learn. I learn so much from every guest I speak to, and I'm sure you will too. If you are intent on amplifying your cognition, simply go to amplifyingcognition.com to access a trove of useful resources, including the Humans Plus AI Learning Community, resources and downloads from my book Thriving on Overload, the Thought Weaver app, which allows you to interface more effectively with AI. Transcripts from all of our podcast episodes and far more. That's amplifyingcognition.com. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to hear more and help others to find the podcast by liking or sharing. It makes a massive difference, so thank you. In this episode, we talk with Heidi Lorenzen. Heidi is executive producer and director of The Humanity Code, new documentary on AI. She comes from an extensive background as a go-to-market leader for sector leaders such as Accela, Singularity University, Cloudwords, and Global English, amongst others, and has worked in a number of countries across three continents, and is also an executive advisor to a number of fast-growth startups. Heidi has been named one of the top 50 most powerful women in technology. You can find uh, more about her work in the documentary at thehumanitycode.ai. And in this episode, we talk about encoding humanity in AI, regulation and possibility, amplifying creativity, collective vision, and far more. Keep posted for a wonderful conversation with Heidi Lorenzen. Heidi, it's a delight to have you on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Ross. I know we have uh, a vision match on (laughs) uh, on a lot of topics here, so really looking forward to digging in. So...
1: You've had a illustrious corporate and related career, making things happen in organizations, and uh, you recently uh, felt the, the need to go uh, beyond that. So tell us, uh, tell us why.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right, and that's how we uh, we first met. I've had a career um, about. 20 years in um, tech as a go-to-market executive, uh, CMO, chief marketing officer, and the like. And prior to that, I was in media. So I was at Businessweek magazine for a number of years. And um, one of the stops on my career tour um, recently, about um, eight or so years ago, was at Singularity University. And um, that is um, renowned for educating Entrepreneurs and ex- executives on the crazy pace of technological change, which we are experiencing right now, and you know, since then have have been a lot of, doing a lot of reflecting around what um, what technology means um, for humanity's future. And as I've you know reached a called a later stage in my career um, with lots of experience, I've really been thinking about the impact that um, that I can create. And um, ever since the introduction of um, generative AI just a year ago, um, I've really been thinking a lot about, okay, AI is in everybody's hands right now. And this point in time that we've been, you know, teaching, uh, had been teaching people about it, singularity, um, is is basically here. And there's so much unknown and so much risk and so much potential. So um, I just... I obviously want to ensure that uh, that we're focused on the potential and uh, make, make the best happen.
1: So one of your initiatives is a documentary. Tell us about that.
0: That's correct. <clears throat> yeah. So it didn't, I didn't start, you know, wake up and say, I want to make me a documentary. It was um, more around this, this concept, this issue that it's really important that people understand, A, that, um, you know, AI matters, need to be thinking about it, B, we have a window of time and there's, you know, variance among researchers how much time, whether it's two years, 10 years, you know, there's some on the fringe who say it's too late. (laughs) Not many believe that. Um, There's a a limited amount of time for us to really be intentional about how we're shaping AI. And um, so, um, you know, wanted to make sure that people understood that. Also wanted to um, raise the awareness that AI it's not artificial it's actually very human because it's learned and learning from us as humans um, and and we haven't necessarily done the best job in, in creating you know the optimal uh, op- optimal outcomes for all of us. Um, so how can we um, be more intentional about taking the best of humanity and and um, You know, encoding it, so to speak, within um, within AI, and so I'm currently calling this project the Humanity Code, and so within it, um, I do um, am am producing a documentary. I felt that was one of the ways to get the broadest and most visceral and visible uh, reach, Um, but I also see it as um, you know just curating conversations around it because. Literally no one has the answers, and the best thing to do is get all the brains on deck to to work this through
1: so let's dig into that that name I think it's, you know, the word words are really important and, you know sometimes so it took me months and months and months to land on amplifying cognition as uh, the name for the the podcast, my theme and the humanity code, I think a lot has gone into that as a frame and love to hear what what does the humanity code mean to you
0: mm-hmm. So it's it's a bit of a double entendre, obviously, with the word "code," um, referring to the fact that AI is coded. Um, however, the humanity code speaks to um, what is it that's uh, in essence? What is the essence of humanity? What is our code um, that we want to encode into AI? What is the best uh, of us? And so it really a lot of thought did uh go into it, you know, thought about humanity encoded, but that um that sounds scary. It sounds like you're coding us, you know. <laughs> but but the intent is we, you know, human beings, humanity, um, this species is pretty special and uh, um um and, and pretty beautiful. And if we can take the best of that and really extract it and and be intentional about putting it in AI, then we'll all be better off. Um, Because otherwise, um, you know, to oversimplify it, you know, AI will learn from the various incentives we've put in place, the various systems we've put in place, our um, negative uh, instincts, right? So um, all of that is very human. And um, we sometimes get in our own way though of, of creating, you know, the best lives for, Um, for ourselves and, and others. And um, so, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if we had a partner who had all the best of us and not the worst of us. And I'm not saying that we can actually get to that, you know, beautiful, amazing point, but we can get, we can, and we have to get, you know, closer to that with AI so that um, it, it, again, um, you know, produces more of the, the better outcomes. Which is very, very capable and is already doing a lot.
1: Absolutely, I was at this um, very interesting uh, AI event in San Francisco where Ethan Sheotran, uh, you know, researcher and leader in the space, basically said that it is our role to be examples to AI to <laughs> exactly, teach them as yes. to what it could, you know, human, you know, the best of human behavior could be. As opposed to obvious examples where it's not not the best it could be.
0: That's exactly right. I heard somebody also say, um, "We are the prompt, right? We are the one, We have to be the prompt, so to speak." A uh, new twist on uh, on Gandhi's "Be the change." Now it's "Be the prompt."
1: Yeah, that's that's a great frame. <laughs> but to to get quite almost tactical, how is it so that we can put the best of who what humanity is? into these models and their behaviors are there any it's a nice concept but are there things that we can specifically be doing to be able to uh be good examples or exemplars or you know guides to the best of what humanity can be
0: yeah um it there's so many layers to that and that's the creative challenge with this uh this documentary is you know how to how to bring that out because it touches everything from um how we show up as humans and our um you know kind of the inner inner guidance that we have uh to the systems um that we've put in place the constructs let's call it that we've put in in place to run societies to run businesses to run governments um and um and then of course is the technological component you know the physical you know coding and just the uh, intentionality of what's being done there. Um, All of those are huge. And that's not something like, okay, take out the playbook here and we'll do that. And that's part of the problem. We literally have no playbook um, right now. Um, So there, there are a couple of things that I'm thinking about and, you know, having conversations um, with folks about. So um, the Um, you know, just thinking about ourselves, we don't even have a collective vision for what humanity wants, right? You know, if you think about just the typical corporate world, companies have their mission, vision, values, even, you know, people will do that work personally thinking, you know, these are my values. This is what I want to accomplish this year. This is my purpose in life. Um, and, and we don't have an extrapolation of that for, um, for our species just to get really grandiose. And um, and so to the degree that we can move closer to that um, is key. And so I think it's a combination, again, of having conversations, um, even doing collective visioning um, exercises. I hosted a dinner um, not too long ago um, where it was a, a room full of um, over 20 uh, women envisioning what, you know, what a, an ideal future could look like. So I think collecting a lot of <clears throat> that input and just having people ponder that as basic as it seems, um, I think it really makes a difference, you know, because as, as they, they say, you know, where you put your attention is where you put your energy. And um, that's borrowed from Joe Dispenza. <laughs> um, but um, that, that really is, is true um, at a collective level as well. And um, so I think that that's key that's sort of the the softer but maybe really really important piece because a lot of people don't recognize the connections between what we feel inside and then you know the actions that we <clears throat> we take um, externally um, another you know sort of very practical area is around um, governance or regulation right there's a lot of talk around that that's more in the you know the the vernacular um, today. and that that's regulation at the corporate level, at the government level. And it is a key to it, But I think it's again really important to understand that um, regulation is what's holding it in check. But you still need that kind of other side of the possibility and the potential of what AI can bring so that as you're regulating it, you're, you know, building toward um toward what what you want. You're not just kind of cramping <laughs> cramping it down for the sake of cramping it down. Um and uh so on that there was um you know the the recent um uh debacle roller coaster ride uh here in the Bay Area with uh Sam Altman being ousted as CEO and that essentially um was a major corporate governance um, debacle and, um, and shortfall. And so companies are really, really struggling with what it is um, to do um, with AI because they're motivated by um, commercial incentives. So they want to leverage AI to increase productivity and efficiency and create new products and all of that. And yet they also should be um, recognizing that the decisions that they're making will have long-term implications for um for society so this isn't just you know your corporate governance 101 type stuff it's um, um it's it it's something that we govern, governing bodies really need to be thinking seriously about i i'm working currently um within an organization called the Athena Alliance uh, on an AI governance playbook. There's a, a group of uh, about six of us women who are uh, working on that. And the idea is to focus on the things that, again, aren't governance 101. And it it starts with, you know, one of our first pillars is long-term thinking, right? So if companies are thinking about um, implications of decisions on how uh, planet and climate change and long-term value creation in all senses of of the word, the, you know, the literal value creation for shareholders, customers, et cetera, but also just value creation um, for, you know, the the betterment of uh, of society. Um, That's, you know, that's something that uh, has to be taken very seriously um, now because again, AI will only amplify what, you know, what we're doing now, amplify and accelerate what we're doing now. Um, So
1: one of my frame for the last dozen years around uh, governance for transformation. This idea that governance uh, obviously is not only about managing risks or downsides, but also being able to amplify positives, you know, in any governance system that uh, stops change is broken and it's going to destroy organizations or society as a whole. So that's one thing where both at corporate level and supranational level I think that this I think there's a lot of rhetoric now in the supranational initiatives around AI governance which are talking about the the positive potential which but there's still you know Often the the balance, you know, and getting that balance between how it is we contain any risks or downsides, whilst opening up the possibilities of positive change is, you know, is a very delicate and and challenging one. Very quick break to point you to amplifyingcognition.com. You'll find a stack of resources to help you get to next level thinking, sense making and decision making, including the humans plus AI learning community with extensive courses and events free downloads from my book, Thriving on Overload, the Thoughtweaver app to achieve more with AI, productivity programs for individuals and companies, and far more. And back to the show. The pragmatics for organizations. So if you have an, organ, an organization and a leader who is looking at setting uh, AI governance, so wh- what are the steps? What's as, so? I mean, you talked about that partly. First, One of the first, as you say, is to have some a long-term vision to be able to have some clarity or long-term thinking around what are we creating as an organization or what what is happening from this but what, what are some of the other steps or processes that a leader should be going through in establishing an ai governance framework
0: yeah another key pillar which again is is very broad but um high impact and that's just a Strong degree of curiosity around learning everything um, because those who are um, either waiting until this, you know, this all you know kind of washes out or those who are just so afraid they don't want to touch any anything related to <clears throat> to AI, um, those those are the ones who a are you know probably going to lose their jobs <laughs> or B, um, you know, worse could, could create some in, in, you know, um, some damage that is, you know, unintended. Um, and so by just learning, uh, being just super curious about keeping up on what AI is, what, um, what governance issues are, um, that is, um, is really key and including kind of the, um, you know, the social, social implications, um, of that. Another, is to really think through the talent strategy for an organization. So um, as an example, a a lot of, a number of organizations are now creating a chief AI officer Mm -hmm. um, to ensure that someone is keeping their eye on that ball from all angles, whether it is product development or internal efficiency creation or, you know, positive impact on, on the community, someone's got their eye on that ball. So that's, that's one piece of it. Um, but, but feeling that the, uh, th- there's, there's recognition that, that this really needs to be part of every employee, spe- especially leaders and the executive team's um, ability to, um, to understand, to be adaptable. Um, because in, you know, with this exponential rate of change right now, you know, tomorrow can look very different from today and, um, and people have to pivot and, and adjust. And, um, so having that as part of the talent strategy, looking for those key, um, attributes that may not have gotten so much attention in the past, but are now mission critical for, um, for good, um, you know, good good corporate governance. Um, and then, of course, there is um, risk risk um, mitigation overall, and that that runs the gamut from, you know, the, the basics, which I think is, you know, sort of the, the bread and butter of just general security, security of company data um, and, um, you know, security against cyber attacks, um, but also this sort of externally facing view of risk mitigation that um, what are, again, some unintended consequences that could happen as a result of these decisions that we're, we're making as, um, as a company? Um, and it, it should go without saying, but another key area is just generally being compliant, right? Um, when those regulations uh, come out and, um, and the ones that, that already do exist, um, making sure that, you know again somebody is is keeping their eye on that ball to um to ensure that that they are staying compliant
1: so we are we are speaking uh, a couple of days after the famous uh Sam Altman <laughs> weekend and w- without um try, trying to draw any perspectives that are that will endure as opposed to be be irrelevant a few hours from now i I, I think it is it does speak to some of the governance structures that we need to have in place and you know we we I think we pretty pretty clearly established that uh governance structures there were uh uh not not that effective <laughs> so are there any higher level lessons that uh we can learn around governance structures from AI sort of early on from this um this extraordinary weekend
0: yeah. Um so so first and foremost it just underscores again that no one has the answers, no one has a crystal ball of where AI is going to take us and more importantly that um no there isn't a single point of view on how to achieve safe and ethical AI. So even within a company like OpenAI you've got various camps and those are the camps that ultimately uh you know fought let's call it um but if you were to you know sort of peel back the onion they are all both both sides if you will and it's not well you know i don't know create too much of a a decision there but um both sides are um coming from the same place of we want the best for humanity Right? And so you've got the Sam Altman side thinking the best for humanity is that we continue to develop. We continue to evolve um, AI so that it can better serve us. It can solve our problems. It can improve education. It can improve healthcare. Um, it can create, create more, you know, economic um, equity. Um, just the name of you. <laughs> and um, on the other hand, you've got, you know, Ilya Sutskiver, um and other members of the board who are a little more on the doomer side, and they too want the best for humanity. They, you know, in their minds, they don't want humanity to um, somehow be become extinct because of uh, of AI, and so they feel okay. We've got to slow down um, and. And maybe even pause, and that's kind of the current, um, the current focus right now for the the, the AI management, open AI management team, as it is right now, that they intend to really pause and slow down. Um, so they're both coming from this same desired outcome of creating the best for humanity, and yet there's a different point of view. So that just underscores how incredibly, incredibly hard. Um, this is, and so from a corporate governance standpoint, um, what it what it does mean is again just being very very transparent, staying grounded in um, in the core values, talking through the pros and cons of the different um, the different options, and um, you know making decisions as you were saying before that that um, creates positive outcome while, you know, dampening, um, the, the worst, uh, risk. So, uh, it can't be one extreme or the other. Um, you know, I don't have a Pollyannish view around what, um, what AI can do, but I am very impressed by when I see some of the things that AI can do. And I, for one, would like more, th- more of that. And, um, and so would others, um, you know whether they are the tech leaders or just general population, but there has to be the balance. We can't go you know guns blazing to um, toward that because then you may literally have guns blazing. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: potentially. Yeah. So so taking a, a bit of a sidestep. So the theme of amplifying cognition is is you know how do we in a way amplifying humanity. In fact, that was. Probably number two on my on the list of the names of the podcast was amplifying humanity,
0: okay, and, okay.
1: which was probably just a bit misleading a title. But that's really what we want to do: is how do we amplify our best thinking? <laughs> be that as individuals or collectively as humanity. So what? What are you, you know getting down to specifics as much as possible? I mean, what are ways where you see that we can use AI to amplify who we are in terms of our just our work or our intent or our values? What What is that path to amplifying humans through AI?
0: There, again, many, many, many answers, those that are sort of deep and below the surface and those that are more um, external. But what comes immediately to mind is, um, I actually saw Ilya Sutskiver, he's he's the chief scientist at at OpenAI. Um, I saw him present and, you know, just to underscore that even though he has a different point of view, he still is coming from the right place, That um, that when he was a little boy and he would play with technology, he got this really intense sense of who he was compared to, the technology, and that really stuck with him, and so now he thinks a lot about um, how AI can, in fact, help us understand more about ourselves. Um, just kind of as we've been talking about right now, it's causing us to reflect. Well, what what is it that really makes us human? How what is different than what we're teaching AI? What what's the you know the sustaining uh, component of the essence of who we are. Um, that uh, that's there. So I think just that in and of itself is you know um, it can help us reflect and learn and um, more about who who we are, both you know individually and um, and collectively. Um, and then you know you think about the wonderful things that that humans do. Um, just take creativity of any any sort and um, just think about how AI can amplify that and a lot of people are afraid it's going to take it away um, But if we focus on the amplification, so as an example um, uh, writing, right um, There are amazing writers um, and AI can also do very good writing. Um, so it's an implica- the amplification of our ability to do that. So for those who aren't such great writers, they can um, can get better and can learn. And for those who are great writers, it can increase their um, their output so more of their works get out into the world. Um, we know about art, we've, you know we've seen um, the beautiful pieces that um, Dolly and mind Journey um, are putting uh, can be used to to create art and Uh, a a neighbor of mine has been creating the most amazing pieces and for her she early on as as a little girl always wanted to be an artist and then she too went into the corporate world and kind of did that and now this is just allowing her to go back into her passion without having gone to art school or you know having all sorts of um of training and so you know she's just Totally delighted by the experience, but she's also feeling really, really guilty, like, is this really art if you know if i've if I've asked uh, if I've asked uh, the AI to borrow you know to merge Dolly and Matisse or you know something like that, right is that her art or not so it's 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 really conflicting, but it's amplification nonetheless it's expression, it's human expression um, and then you know you talk about it. At, at work. Um, I think, you know, the definition of work is going to evolve and change. I think the jobs that we hold now, you know, in, in a decade or so will seem very odd and quaint and we'll look back and think, you know, why, why were we, you know, why did we have people doing those things? Um, what a waste of time. Um, but, you know, AI can, um, whether it, it's through, you know, again, helping with coding, helping with writing, helping doing data analysis. Um, it can just accelerate the grunt work that nobody really ever did want want to do, um, and um, you know, and allowing the potential to focus on um, on other areas. But one another commentary from a um, another event that I was at. Um, I won't name names but it was a a fairly senior product manager from the pretty renowned tech company and there was a question around what um you know how how she was thinking about AI and you know its ultimate impact and and her response was well of course it's all about efficiency and that and that was you know kind of her complete answer and and if that's really all we're you know fighting for, that would be a pretty pretty sad date, right? There's so much more that you can do with um, with not- AI. and so yes, there's there's efficiencies um that are created in in the work environment, but again toward toward what end ultimately, toward what end for the company, toward what end for the um you know the customers it serves, toward what end for the employees and others other stakeholders so Um, there's, uh, yeah, those are just a few, few things that popped to mind.
1: So to round out, I mean, what are, what are your suggestions to our listeners on what they could or should be doing now in terms of being able to play a role or to participate in being able to create a, a better future through, you know, the, the extraordinary times we live in?
0: Yeah. Well, I would just say you do play a role, whether you're, you know, aware of it or not, just any any interaction with AI. And of course, there's a lot of AI already running, you know, un- underneath the surface that we've been, you know, for dec- decades now. Um, but particularly with generative AI, because that's where we are, you know, unless you're working for a company in coding, generative AI, which is, you know, the writing, and the, the art creation, those types of things that actually create um, things as an extension of humans, amplification of humans. With those interactions, again, just be you know thoughtful about um, what it is that AI is going to be learning from you as um, as you do that, um, and then secondarily, I'd stay really smart on um, on what governance um, uh, and regulation is going on and ensuring that that does exist. You know, um, currently, again, at this moment in time, the EU is about to um, determine what they're going to be deciding on and voting on for their um, AI constitution, if you will, Um, their kind of ultimate regulatory um, body. And um, so staying abreast of that. And if people aren't happy with where things end up, making sure to, you know, sort of be vocal, um, be vocal about that. And then um, lastly, I would say, um, well, Two is Two more things within your company, helping raise awareness as well of a lot of the things that we're we're talking about, and particularly if you're a leader, some of the things that we talked about um, before, and then lastly, just do some of that reflection of you know what is it that makes you human? What what is special about us? What is it that we want AI to co partner with us um, in? in creating, what is the vision uh, that we have and um, and share that with, um, you know, as many people as you can as well.
1: Yep, absolutely. We, we need to have that. Know, know what it is we want in order to be able to create it.
0: Begin with the end in mind. <laughs> thank
1: you so much for your time and your insight. Uh, Heidi's been a true delight.
0: Yeah, thank you, Ross. Real pleasure.
1: Thank you for listening to the show. If you really want to amplify your cognition, go to amplifyingcognition.com where you can access a trove of useful resources to make your mind better and more effective than ever before. If you liked this episode, please do help us be found by giving us a rating or review and subscribe if you want to hear more of this. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.